0: Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids, sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing: that we was all started by a mouse.
1: Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines.
0: To infinity and beyond!
1: Touch of madness around here.
0: Everyone and welcome to DDP today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney and fun for the whole family. I'm your host Justin, and tonight I am joined by two of my buddies. So good to see them. One I saw uh, just recently, talked to uh, just earlier today. The other one I haven't seen in a few weeks, but I'm super excited he's back. Mike, Joe. I'm going to start with you, Mike. How are things?
2: I'm good. I'm good. You know, usual uh, working nights. So the, um, my body's kind of getting adjusted to the whole weird uh, working nights. So like when it's time to go to bed, I'm wide awake now. So it, it's it's taking a little getting used to. You know, when I first started working for the city, I was on nights for a while, and uh, it's easy when you're younger. When you start to get around my you know age of in the you know late forties, it's a little harder to adjust. But um, but yeah, it's it's good. It's good. B- work's been busy. Uh, the girls have been good. I've been they've been doing busy with the cheer stuff. Sammy made the varsity cheer team for high school. Oh, very excited, yeah. She's super excited about that. She's been cheering with them wait. and um, I'm looking forward to my Disney trip coming in a couple of weeks. So, uh, it's been a while, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody too because it's going to be a, a very eventful trip. So, it's been kind of
1: uh, the talk of the dinner table the last couple of weeks.
0: I love it, man. That's super exciting. Uh, Joe,
1: buddy, how are things? Uh, it's been busy, man, but busy is good, you know, it just finally closed out. Uh, my second life up in the Commonwealth of Virginia slash DC. So I got rid of the keys to the apartment. So now, um, like I said, like last week, guys, first time in 14 years of being the same, I have all my stuff in the same place as my wife. See, so, yeah, I know, right? So it's awesome. It was an awesome week. Finally bought my dream vehicle, got my new Jeep. I was super excited about that. 20 years. I haven't got a new car, so i got my dream vehicle. So everything's kind of falling into place. Had a great trip this weekend with some friends from South Carolina. Some buddies came up. We did a little guys trip. Had a blast. Crushed a Genie Plus. Uh, even though I'm not a fan of it, still had to use it. And uh, tomorrow is my big day. I get my preview of Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what that's all about. Her, all great reviews. I've stayed off of YouTube and I'm excited to see it uh, firsthand. So super excited about that, and uh, looking forward to the show. I know it's been a couple of weeks since I've been on, but uh, and yes, I am also getting excited for our trip uh, coming up this summer as well. So it should be exciting. And Mike, by the way, if they didn't take Sammy on the cheer team, I mean, then some phone calls would need to be made. Like really, <laughs> they know better. They so, know better. Exactly. So
0: well, man, I'm super excited. You both are getting new cars this week. I mean, you're uh, everything's going going right uh, in the world, guys. I do have to ask you. You guys are a little bit older than me. You have breached that 40 mark. You know, I turned 39 just uh, just a couple weeks ago. And 40's around the corner. And Katie's been giving me a really hard time this week because she says I'm hitting a midlife crisis. Now, my midlife crisis may look different than others, and I don't think it's a midlife crisis. It's just something I enjoy. But I have gone crazy buying bird feeders. I now have in the backyard like seven bird feeders, and I really enjoy them. Like today I had to go to get something to keep my squirrels away from my bird feeders. And Katie was like, "You have an issue. Like, there's a real problem that you are this into birds at almost forty. Like, what are you going to be? Am I going to be that guy that sits in the park with the you know the the birds all over me? Uh, <laughs> by the time I'm seventy, I don't know. Um, but yeah, what do you think? Is this a midlife crisis? Me starting to enjoy watching birds out my window?" Well, I think you're doing the opposite
2: of midlife crisis. Midlife crisis is kind of when you're trying to relive your youth. I don't think there are many twenty year olds that are. You think are I'm out diving there. in the deep end? Yeah, I think you're. I think you're doing the opposite of that. Um, I think you're uh, fast forwarding to your to your 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 elderly future. Um, listen, there's nothing with, wrong with liking a few birds. You know, it's it's kind of cool. But as an obsessive hobby, I don't know, my friend. We might have to have a conversation.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. You know how I am. Once I get on something, like I am. <laughs> All the way in. Like there's not no any, middle. Are you ground.
2: building the birdhouses yourself or are these ones you just built? Bird, bird feeders. I say bird bird, feeders, house, right. bird
0: feeder. Seven bird feeders. I do have one bird house, but I did not build it myself. No, I bought it. Uh, but I
1: enjoy it. Like you know he's going down he's going down to the senior citizen center and he's building these things during Arts During and Arts of and Hour. I
2: see, I don't <laughs> like having a lot of birds around the house
1: because then they wind up. Doing
2: bird business on my, you know, newly washed cars, so I try and keep them out of the neighborhoods for that. And uh, my other, my other dog, when I had my German Shepherd, my German Shepherd would hunt them down in the backyard and have them for lunch. So uh, I try and keep uh, the birds were never really a favorite of mine to have in the neighborhood or around my uh, around my backyard.
0: I enjoy them, man. They eat the mosquitoes. They, uh, you know, they they. But see, it doesn't matter. Like we don't have to worry about birds pooping on the cars because we have so many lizards and frogs here that the frogs just poop everywhere it's ridiculous mm-hmm. um for those of you who don't live in the south it is a real problem um yeah. that I've, we have so many frogs they've been stuck to
2: Laura's windshield on her other car the last couple of weeks yeah
0: yeah, they're everywhere. Um, so anyway, but yeah, I told Katie, don't worry about it. It's my my new thing. Let me enjoy my birds and uh, and and go about my life. I'm enjoying this. Um, Joe, I want to talk a little bit before we get into our topic tonight about your trip because you were just back. Um, you did something that I swore I would not do. Once they announced the 50th, you know, my favorite restaurant, Disney property, Cali Grill, came out and they said, hey, we're going to do a prefix menu. It is very expensive, um, and for me with a family of three, especially, uh, Katie and Riley who do not eat very much. And I'm not a big eater uh, either. Uh, I said, I-, I won't go back to Cali grill until the fifties is over and it returns back to a, to a menu that I can select what I want from it. You did, however, though, just go to California grill and experienced the fiftieth celebration. And I want to hear a little bit about it, um, from the food to the drinks, to the overall, you know, ambiance and experience of Cali grill during this time. Uh, Take me through your evening, man.
1: Yeah, so we had a a little audible called last minute. We were supposed to do dinner at Citrico's at the Grand Floridian, and uh, one of the guys on the trip kind of kept refreshing the app and got a last minute cancellation literally the day before. And that's kind of a tip we always give everybody where it's like, look, if there's a restaurant that you really want to go to or an experience and you haven't been able to get it, like check the day before because you're going to get those last minute cancellations before somebody gets charged on their credit card for it so we got lucky and we got a five like a 515 seating and let you know they, they really open at five o'clock so yeah. it was actually perfect because these guys that came down they don't have ap's they did a one-day park ticket they stayed off property uh, so we just crushed magic kingdom all day uh and this was perfect because we just hopped in the monorail had dinner we literally were changing uh, inside the great the Grand Canyon Concourse bathrooms. I had uh, some wipes and stuff. We threw on, we threw on collared shirts. Um, I was asked if I was wearing my good flip-flops uh, by some of our DDP uh, family members. I said, no, I was wearing my good sneakers that day. So I did at least dress up with the good sneakers, but uh, we did get dressed up. Um, so it was like a last-minute thing, but it worked out really well. Um, we were part of the first seating at 5 o'clock. So I'm really uh, mad at myself because... Um, when we ha- the one waitress that we had for um for our dinner is probably one of the best waitresses and server experiences I ever had. She like started off the dinner, asked if we'd ever been there. Myself, my buddy Ryan said yes, we had been there. Two of the other guys had never been there before. She gave the whole spiel about the history of Top of the World, uh, about the Broadway show, about California Girl changing over in the mid nineties. Like gave us an explanation of why certain items on the menu had an, uh, a a fiftieth next to it that they were they had a modern. Uh, Twists on uh, California Grill and Top of the World classics, like the history lesson that we got from this this server was unbelievable. Like she was fantastic, worth every penny of the tip that we gave her. We gave her even a little bit extra. So I'm really mad at myself that I did not remember this cast member's name. So I apologize. It was Andrea or Amanda or something like that. I'm really mad I didn't write it down. But she was absolutely amazing. The the best service I've ever had at any Disney restaurant, let alone California Grill. Uh, the menu they've got a little bit of everything on there uh it's expensive man yeah what's, the, what's the price bucks. like the, for the prefix so it's 89 dollars a person uh nice. if you want to do a signature wine pairing with that it's 39 or a deluxe wine pairing is another is 69 on top of that <laughs> uh so what, <laughs> so what i did was is one of the one of my buddies uh, travis who was with me uh they have a uh 35 ounce r- uh ribeye tomahawk for two nice yeah and I mean I could I could have done it by myself and so could have he, but we decided to split that and it's a it's a, essentially another um eighty dollar surcharge on top of the eighty nine dollars. Per okay, person. hold on, hold on. So it's Is it a one one eighty surcharge? Like
0: so you're getting yeah, you're was, both getting it. so eighty nine eighty nine, so one eighty plus another eighty.
1: So it, it starts to be one twenty nine a person. Okay,
0: okay. Do it by and then person. if you do the was, wine pairing. split it forty Let's do another. Even if you do the base, that's another forty, right? Yeah,
1: we didn't we, we didn't do the wine, but if you did do that, yes, okay. it's another forty on top of that. All right. um, and so I will say this: um, the for the appetizer, I chose the uh, uh, the uh, beef braised beef uh, wontons, which is usually on the menu. Yeah. Some of the other things that they had on there was the house made uh, duck all duck orange uh, pizza. They had a California girl sushi classics, mm-hmm. uh, cascade roll, Florida peach and raspberry salad. Had a Florida uh, blue crab bisque. So they had a little bit of everything. Uh, look, if you're going to go, I wouldn't do a salad and maybe try to get something a little more like some sushi or some, you know, the wontons were fantastic. Um, as for the chef's journey, the main course, just to read off the menu, uh, filet beef, which is a staple at California Grill. That looked like most of the people in the restaurant were ordering the filet as I was walking through. Yeah. Uh, you could see most people had filets on their, on their uh, plate. Uh, a wild Alaskan halibut, a Florida black grouper, a free range uh, plancha seared chicken. Cast iron grilled pork tenderloin and the peas and carrots risotto, which uh, uh, my buddy Ryan had. He had the risotto. Uh, My my other buddy uh, had the uh, the, uh, Robbie had the uh, the filet. Everything was good. uh, So there's no complaints. The tomahawk was amazing, man. It was grilled to perfection. Had a nice grilled char on the top. The problem I had with the experience was is that they only gave us one side. So he paid the surcharge. Wait, 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 wait.
0: So they only gave you one side for both of you.
1: Correct. They gave us one side for the both of us, so we had to split a the mac and cheese, which was fantastic. The mac and cheese was fantastic, but we had to split yeah, it. Yeah, but you're still paying. And I both said, "Well, eighty nine bucks." Nope, that's not the way they do it. So you're getting this giant tomahawk with the and one side to split between the that's two really of you. So it, it was yeah. to me, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. So that was kind of a little bit of a you know. But this was a special trip. These guys don't come down very often. It was like the guys' weekend, so we kind of splurged. And uh, speaking about splurging, and I did kind of post this uh, to you guys in the chat. Um, my friend Ryan, who uh, was celebrating, uh, he had a very good week at work. He decided to order the California Grill uh, signature <laughs> cocktail, <laughs> which uh, it was some sort of champagne, and it had a half. It's supposed to be a half ounce of Louis the Thirteenth. Guys, is that correct? Something Louis the like Thirteenth. Yeah. yeah, it's like a four thousand dollar bottle of. Whatever whiskey or cognac, I don't know. They were out of Louis the Thirteenth, so they ended up giving some sort of like Hennessy substitute, which was also four thousand dollars for the bottle, he but they the, gave him an ounce of it. The, he, they put Fireball, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But the the, fu- the funny part was, it's a hundred and thirty nine dollar cocktail. The server goes, she felt horrible because they were out of Louis the Thirteenth, so she goes, "Well, the, the the managers will come over and they'll find a suitable replacement for it." So we said, "Okay, we're kind of giggling." Like, oh, two managers walk over like managers and they are like sir we apologize we are out of it we've had a hard time getting it and we like to present you with this Hennessy it's it's (laughs) it's 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 revalued at four thousand some dollars a bottle and you know and and he was like yeah I'll do it no problem he was okay with it we googled it make sure it was legit $39
0: at Costco (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> exactly right. So they come back though, but they escort, they're both carrying this thing out of silver tray. It's like a presentation. There's like, it's almost like they had like, it's like you're cashing out a casino. They got the pit boss watching the dealers. They got the other manager watching this manager pour it like to a tea. And uh, he he enjoyed the drink, but it was 130 and people are looking at what's going on over here and stuff. And uh, but yeah, he had the cocktail and uh, we kind of messed with him a little bit like, Oh, let me try that. You know, and we we're going to like drink it on him. But, um, but it, it was an experience. Uh, it made for a great story, makes for a good story here. And a uh, shout out to all my buddies from Columbia who are listening to the show. I told him that I'm going to be talking about it tonight, but a lot of fun. Uh, my buddy Ryan did get the okay from his wife to have it. So he did make a phone call to make sure it was okay to have it. But, uh, it was a, it was, a, it was a good experience. Uh, I will say this, it was very expensive for four people. Even if you took out the $139, um, you know cocktail it would still be about 500 and something bucks for the for the dinner it's, it was very expensive you know i'm afraid that this is not going to go back to what it used to be because they're essentially forcing you into spending 90 or 100 a person i mean the way this is um drafted because you order all three courses at the same yeah. time um and just some of the things real quick just just do a uh they for desserts they give you five magical bites so it's like a uh, honey a lemon, carrot, strawberry, and chocolate like little desserts. It's to represent each of the five decades that the restaurant's been open. There's an iridescent Grand Marnier Creme Brulee, a Valhorna chocolate torte, a lavender sugar donut, which is I had. Uh, I also had a coconut frozen custard, which was very good, and the chef's selection of California cheeses, if that was what you wanted to have for dessert. So, um, Smaller dessert plates, they make you order it up front. Um, I wouldn't do it again. I Maybe I would do it if it was a special experience. If like we all went you say hey guys let's go do this i would do this but for just being Jen, eh, i think i'd be like you i'd maybe wait for um the regular menu to come back but i will say the steak was amazing it was cooked to perfection uh i got to know on the bone the server said she's like you should go ahead and know on the bone and i did and i had like four tables looking at me doing it but uh it was a good experience a lot of fun and uh we had a great day and that was a good day to, to uh uh, to, to cap off our Magic Kingdom diet. So you had a $600 bill, you had a $159
2: drink, whatever it was, and they had to replace it with something that was that was not yeah. suitable. They couldn't give you an extra scoop of mac and cheese? So they, uh, that blows they, my uh, mind. That's, they, that's what I've been thinking they, the whole
0: time. I'm like, <laughs> with, out of all the things that the, cost so much money in this whole, the steak's expensive to buy, like the sides that cost them pennies on the dollar, right? They
2: they they made they, you split they, one side when you had a six hundred dollar bill and a hundred and fifty nine dollar drink or whatever. It was. They did,
1: however, they did, however, bring us a a bonus plate of um, <laughs> homemade marshmallows.
0: I hate, I hate that marshmallows. marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give so, something I give like, my, my kid. Ooh, here's a marshmallow. Well yep. done so on your They were, well were, were homemade
1: marshmallows <laughs> that were like dyed in iridescent colors. I was like, if I this. hear the word iridescent like, one more time, I'm gonna scream. All <laughs> right, Dude, iridescence everywhere. I man. know. But you know, she was really she was really nice. But you know, we weren't gonna argue with her. She was a fantastic server, great cast member. But yeah, it was kind of like we looked at me and my buddy Travis looked at we like, so we were literally like splitting the the mac. And she's like down the middle. He would take a piece of steak. I would take a piece of steak. Make sure we like split it because it was a essentially a 120 hour meal. Yeah per person, but, uh, it was, yeah, it, it, I wouldn't do it again, but it was, it, it made it for some good stories.
0: Well, that's fun. Um, also, man, I want to talk just real quickly about, you know, we had had a show about the best ways to utilize Genie plus, And I think maybe you took a little bit of my advice and you were able to just crush your day at MK. Um, we'll get into some real details about it and the patron side, but dude, how many attractions did you do with Genie plus with your buddies?
1: Uh, we did 16 total. I'd say probably eight, probably eight of them were genie plus um the one thing i noticed about genie plus justin is that you you will do attractions you normally wouldn't do uh so if if this is one of those things where you say i would normally get a fast pass for that with genie plus you'll end up doing certain attractions you normally wouldn't do because it's available we'll we'll do that now it's we're in the window Um, the one tip i will suggest is we didn't do the whole uh book it far out like you did we went right in the morning booked 7 a.m started doing our boarding attractions uh keep refreshing because we did have some attractions pop up last minute. Yeah. There might have been some late cancellations and we did get to uh get on some e-ticket attractions like last minute, like Big Thunder like popped up like, oh we'll jump on that. Boom, we're in the window already. So um that did help. But we did sixteen attractions. I mean we did Buzz, Space, Big Thunder. Um we didn't do splash at all, believe it or not. That's one attraction we didn't get to, but uh jungle cruise, pirates, uh I mean we just kept rolling into the next thing. So uh Shout out to Travis. Uh, he was the one man in the Genie Plus uh, for all of us, but we were kind of all like partaking in what's going on because I wanted to talk about it. But it worked out real well, and I could definitely see why Genie Plus is excellent for the Magic Kingdom and how it cannot work at other parks because the plethora of attractions there. Hundred percent. If you're at a park that doesn't have a lot of attractions, they're going to sell out, and you're kind of like SOL, you know, or there's nothing going on. So. Um, but it worked out well. Don't like paying for it, but it's a necessary evil sometimes, but you could definitely see how Genie plus line moves and the standby doesn't. So,
0: yeah, no, it's, I mean, I look, I mean, we're going to talk about this more on the patron side, um, with the announcement today of what's going to be going on with guardians and we'll, you know, Joe, you're going to ride it tomorrow. We're going to talk about that on the patron side with where do we stand with, with money now with Disney. I think all of our minds have kind of changed now that we've got our hands on the product. But that is not what this week is about. We're going to jump into our our topic Um, because, you know, we're talking about lines. We're talking about the best way to get around standing in lines, especially going into the summer season when it's going to be very, very busy at Walt Disney World. And so this week we wanted to dive into a topic that maybe you could take with you on your next vacation and you could use to pick out those best things to do in Walt Disney World without waiting in any lines. Because when you go with a family and you have small uh, little ones, sometimes the lines can be a lot to handle. And not only that, sometimes you want to go just taking things around the park that maybe you've never done before. And I think some of the stuff that you're going to hear us go through uh, really might make you go, wow, I never thought about doing that. But my next trip, I'm going to make sure we hit that one. So let's jump right into the best things. Uh, That you can do at Walt Disney World without waiting in line. Mike, I'm coming to you. We made this list before we ever started. Let's go with number one.
2: Uh, Number one, one of the first things that I thought of when we were talking about doing this, uh, you know, I've taken, I've planned and made quite a few trips when the kids were little we'd go quite often and I know sometimes of the year when the kids are out of school you tend to go it's packed it's one of those things where so you're going to have to be aware of this that you know you might not be able to do everything you want to do but there are certain things that you should definitely include and I think every Disney vacation no matter what uh, it's got to be topped off by fireworks and I think that if you fireworks is one of those things you're not going to really need a fast pass well not fast pass or genie plus whatever kind of fast pass system they have going on you don't need that it's just one of those things that you can kind of plant the spot, find a find a great place to take it all in and enjoy that moment. And I think fireworks is a great thing to think about when the parks are crowded, when the lines are long, and you really want to say you achieve something during your vacation. And I think fireworks, crossing that off your list, it's a must-do thing at Disney. And if it's one of those times where the parks are absolutely crowded, it's a great thing to get in.
0: Yeah, I mean, any nighttime spectacular, for me, makes a ton of sense. You know, Joe, it's, it's weird because we're in the parks a lot. And I've found myself recently not doing nighttime spectaculars like I used to. I think once Phantasmic comes back, like I I will be like ready to run through and get my seat for Phantasmic. Like that's I am so so stoked about it coming back. It's coming back at Disneyland very soon. While well, Disney World, we don't know. I mean, it they've re the the you know the the river and they're still doing work and it's interesting and in what we're gonna see. I mean, we kind of know what's coming. We know the new additions that are coming and what's leaving. I think a lot of us are happy about that. Um, but look, nighttime spectaculars for me, even if it's, I'm walking through the park and I just stop for a split second, it is something great to take in that I don't have to stand there and wait for. Um, and look, I'm not Joe. Look, like I said, we're in the parks a lot. I'm not against people who stand and wait to get a good spot for this, you know, because they haven't seen it probably.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially with if you're in Magic Kingdom, you know, you want to maybe take in those projections head on. For us, like for an example, I rode Jungle Cruise while the nighttime spectacular was going on. It was actually really cool, like being in the jungle while like the fireworks are going off like above us. So I kind of dug that, but I've also seen the show a bunch of times already. And we've taken in the nighttime spectaculars like, over the years. So... If that's one of those things where like, listen, you, this is like a once in a lifetime trip or a once in every couple of years. And you want you have one shot at like magic kingdom fireworks or one shot, you know, it's in the, in the fireworks in Epcot and you want to get that preferred spot. Then, yeah, I guess it's something that you could wait in line for, but th- there's a lot of other spots that you could kind of jump in last minute and still get that, you know, fantastic experience, uh, that you normally get by like waiting in line. Because honestly, sometimes you'll wait in line and you're going to get like 50 people around mm-hmm. you just bump in and they don't care, yep. you know, and that's look, look it. It's not magical, and Disney's supposed to be where all the magic is, but that's kind of where reality is sometimes. So you might be able to maybe spend a little bit of that time doing something else, because uh, like we always say, time is money in Disney, and uh, maybe waiting an hour for that, that perfect spot might not be the the best use of your time.
0: I think I've told this story before. I'll never forget for the rest of my Disney life. My mom and I were at Disney. I was a little kid, and we sat in Mexico at one of the booths at the quick serve there for um, illuminations <laughs> and we sat for like three and a half hours. I'm almost like, we're going to have the best seat in the house. I'm like, well, yeah, because we got here when the park opened and no one else was here to sit here all day. Like we have, um, we did have great seats. It was good, but also it's like, man, that's, we could have done so much more. Um, that takes me, I'm going to go to our next one real quick because it's has a lot in common with nighttime spectaculars and that's parades. Um, we're seeing parades coming back and I think it's one of those things that like, like Joe said, if you ask around, even if you're new to Disney and you're in the Magic Kingdom and you say, hey, to a cast member, what's the best spot that I can kind of come last minute and enjoy the parades? They're going to tell you a great spot. You know, my spot is Frontierland. I head over there. I can always get a spot last second, really see the parade in a, in a, in a great way, interact with the characters. Um, for me, that's a great way to go do things while a mass of people is, is you know, joint or, or getting in place 30 minutes before where I can go and enjoy attraction with maybe a little less wait time um so for me parades are a huge one that you can enjoy you know without waiting in a line you agree mike
2: yeah i absolutely agree and i've i i can not say how many times where i've just happened to walk in on main street and you hear the parade coming down the street and you can just kind of get you know moved off to the side and man you're right there all in the middle of it and you didn't have to wait for it you're getting a great experience and it makes you know it's one of those other things part of like a staple of your disney vacation something you really want to get done
0: yeah 100
1: uh joe why don't you take us to our next one So, I would say the next one is Epcot Street Performers. And, uh, you know, one of those things where, you know, if you got the guys who are banging on the the trash cans and, and, yeah, the Jaminators. Listen, I keep wanting to say Future World, but it's Future World, man. That's where I'm living. It's it's, it's Future World. You know, say they're over there. I mean, uh, also the performers around World Showcase. I mean, a lot of those times, like, unless, you know, even, for example, I know in Canada they have the the stage performers and stuff like that. you know, just know the times. Those things never sell out. You'll know, always find a good seat. Even in like the uh, American Gardens Theater, where, you know, they have performances like in the theater, a lot of times you could just stand at the back and take it all in from out back and not waste an hour in line. And you can kind of jet when you want to leave. You know what I'm saying? You're not really committed to, you know, making people get up or whatever. So uh, a lot of those kind of things you could kind of just kind of stumble into, maybe do something else and just kind of hang and loiter in the area until you know that something's going to happen. So uh, it's definitely one of those things where, You know, you don't need to commit a long time to enjoy something, um, you know, while you're waiting for a performance to start. I'm going to
0: go street performers
1: in any park. I mean, we've kind of seen
0: a lot of street performers leave certain parks like Hollywood Studios and, you know, Animal Kingdom. You still have, you know, certain things that happen around the parks. And uh, look, I, I think a lot of people take for granted the things that happen that you don't have to wait in line for, like, you know. Epcot and, and seeing the jugglers and seeing the, you know, the the guy who goes up all the chairs. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But if you will just take 10 minutes, I promise you, your family is going to remember that and the interactive uh, aspect of it more than they will if you rush to the next thing. you know Oh my gosh, we've got to do this multiple times this trip. Well, just calm down. Slow down take it all in, and uh, and really take time to do that. I mean, that's one thing we make sure to do every vacation is really, hey, if we see something we want to stop and enjoy, it's not all about getting to attraction to attraction. Sometimes it's taking in the stuff like the street performers that Disney offers.
1: And it's also one of those things, Justin and Mike, if you're – it's not just in the parks. Yeah. One of the things that Jen and I love to do – The buskers at the boardwalk, that's something you don't have to wait in line for. They're out there at night performing. If you're out there for a stroll, having an after-dinner cocktail or with the kids just kind of hanging out playing some of the boardwalk games, you know the buskers will be out there. They'll lay their rope out there. You don't have to wait in line for that. And it's something you could enjoy after hours at the resorts, not in a theme park where you're not waiting in line for a show to start. And that's that's constantly running as the night goes on, so it's something also to keep in mind. I'm really excited, man, for July because we're at the boardwalk. Yeah, that's gonna be great. Sure.
2: I one of the kind of with the street performers, one of the things that I think it's a little uh, they don't get as much love as they should. When you see the custodian people out there with the brooms and they do the water pictures, you know, when they do that, I mean, it doesn't last long. You know, it's just there for a couple of minutes. But if you see them out there and they usually draw the Mickey or the Minnie and the, with the water on the concrete, those are usually pretty cool. I haven't seen them in a while, but I know they used to do that. We used to stop and watch them all the time. And, and if you really stopped and paid attention for a while, they'd probably do two or three because obviously in the summer heat they tend to evaporate pretty quickly. But they do some pretty good artistic drawings. Rings with the water in that little broomstick
0: you know the one thing i i got from disney news this past week was disney is bringing back the illumination in the concrete um in in epcot for me that was a staple man when riley was re- little she would go and she would just run around there and and it, it was so much fun and then when they said they're gonna redo that whole area i kind of got a little nervous i'm like oh man like that's that's kind of a that's a great spot for like little kids and not just little kids but also big kids like us I really enjoyed that. It had that futuristic aspect to it. So I'm happy that's coming back as well. Um, Mike, take us to our next one, bud. Uh, one that I think is very
2: important and it's very patriotic. We've talked about the importance of it on quite a few podcasts, and that's the flag ceremony over Magic Kingdom. Uh, you know, it's it's they, they do the raising of the flag in the morning, and then it's I think it's at five o'clock each day where they retreat the flag, and they usually have a veteran of the day come and do that, and they have the whole ceremony there. Um, you know, a lot of people by five o'clock time when they're retreating the flag, they're kind of on their way out of the park. Usually, some people with the young kids, or some people. With Kind of planted all over the park, so you know once you're in the park and you're kind of doing your thing, you really kind of got to go out of your way to see it if you're if you're back in Tomorrowland or if you're in Adventureland because. It, you know, that's the only time you're either coming or going is when you see that area. So sometimes you happen to catch it on your way out. But I think it's an important part of your day that if you're just getting tired and you need a little bit of a break and you want to go see it, make sure you make the time to go see it. It's a great ceremony. It honors our veterans. Our, you know, I think it's a fantastic thing. And I think it's got a, a very emotional tie sometimes when it comes to watching the people, how honored they are to do that and to be part of that flag ceremony.
0: You know, this goes back to Walt Disney. Um, this was a staple for him, and Walt Disney was a patriot, you know, he did a lot for the country in, uh, in war times and, and, you know, always considered himself a patriot. And to know that that condition or that, that condition, wow, that traditions carried on has, I think, I think really means a lot. And it's, it really says something about the Disney company and the fact that they take traditions like that and they make sure that for generations, they will experience it the same way that, you know, we did as kids and our parents did as kids. And I think that's, it's always important to take that moment out of the day to say thank you to the people who allow us to have these trips and to have the freedom to go and, and, and enjoy the time with our families and enjoy the time with our friends in the parks and, and be in this magical place because without them, that does not happen. And so good on Disney for for continuing to do this. I hope this is something that stays for eternity, for as long as the parks are around. I really do hope that uh, the flag ceremony is something that that people can enjoy and take in and and do you know, every day at five o'clock there on main street. Um, Joe, is that something you kind of try to hit whenever you're around?
1: Yeah, if I can, I mean, sometimes like Mike said, we're off doing other things, but if it's something that you stumble into as somebody else you know, first responder, I've had family in the United States Marine Corps and the United States Navy. Uh, you know, my family comes from that background. I mean, I consider myself pretty patriotic. I'm proud to be in this country. I'm blessed to be in this country. So it's that one thing where if you could stand at attention and take part in that ceremony, uh, it's a pretty cool. It's a pretty cool experience, you know. It's something I don't get to do every time. It's been a long time since I've seen one uh, being done. But if I'm in the area, like if you're over at Tony's having dinner on like the patio there, or maybe in the aquarium, and you look at your watch, it's five o'clock. Maybe you pop out and take a look and see what's going on. It uh, only takes a few seconds to watch, but it's a uh, it means a lot to the people that are also participating in it as well because it's not only that they veterans or first responders, but it's also an honor just to be chosen to do that. I mean, think about it. You're at one of the most popular resort in the world vacation spots and if you're chosen to be that family of the day that's a pretty big deal it's a pretty special thing this doesn't happen to anybody so it's pretty
0: cool yeah definitely i mean other than your tony's comment i agree 100 with you on everything <laughs> yeah, yeah, lost yeah, right. on that one oh my goodness oh. <laughs> anyway um so would you ever give tony's another chance
1: listen i have heard um and i actually mentioned this to my buddies as we were walking by it they supposedly have a new chef in there, and supposedly it's not as bad as it used to be. So I haven't been there in a couple of years, probably since 2017. Uh, so I would I would give it another try. I would love to do it with you guys. I would love to go have dinner, especially me <laughs> and Mike being us? the New York, New Jersey guys. <laughs> I would love to try it and just give it an honest okay. critique. Mike, that, be, that might be a good... Let's go in July. Do why don't we go in July
0: and do... It won't be it's hard so to a get a reservation. Um, why don't we go in July and do lunch there? Because I don't want to waste a dinner. Um, let's go do lunch at Tony's. I would totally do that. And here's, here's the thing, okay? Mike's shaking it right Here's the thing, okay? We get to order for each other.
1: Okay? I just don't eat seafood, so don't order me seafood. We get to order for
0: each other, and that way you have to eat whatever we get you, you know, other than if you're allergic or something like that.
1: I like that idea. I don't. I don't. I'm not going to be there right. that
0: day. Um, look, Joe, the next one on the list is something that I think we all enjoy, and I think... Um, and look, you can't get much better. When you go to a super popular place, you know, Walt Disney World is uh, the home to millions of, of guests year round. And whenever you have millions of guests, you get what we like to call lots of interesting people um, in lots of interesting situations from meltdowns from kids to arguments to uh, funny shirts to you name it. Like everything that you could uh, want to see, you get to see while you're on Walt Disney World property. And that brings me to one of my favorite things to do without waiting in line finding a bench, uh, like a good buddy Jason uh, loves to do, and people watching around Walt Disney property. I have seen a lot of weird things happen when I've been on Disney property. People watching is something you do, Joe?
1: Oh, my God, absolutely. It's one of the best, one of the favorite things that Jen and I do. And the best part is wherever you go on Disney property, you will get a different experience of what kind of people watching you're going to do. So for an example, if you're in Magic Kingdom and you sit down for five minutes and you you maybe have like a, a citrus swirl or a Dole Whip, you will watch families melt down and break down. And the best part is that they're all they're all from different cultures, different countries. They all break down the same way. It doesn't matter They're the family, the kids are crying, the, you know, they're upset. They didn't get this. The, the genie plus. Uh, they want to take a nap. It's just kind of fun to watch. Uh, it's also fun to watch the different T-shirts, the creativeness that uh, each family has and uh, you know who, whose birthdays it is, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if you're in Disney Springs, it's like, the drunks at night and like people that are on vacation and that like decide to drink around Disney Springs and had one too many at Jock Lindsay's hangar bar. And it's kind of fun to watch that as well. Uh, I mean, around the resorts, it it doesn't matter where you're at. There's this always something uh, fun to watch. And I love honestly eavesdropping in on some conversations. I've had some great stories where you you kind of perch yourself up there somewhere and a family will stop in front of you and the mother is yelling at the family about how they're ruining the vacation and you're going to do this. And you kind of just sit and listen and you're just like, wow, I don't really have it that bad. And it's like, you know, so you kind of like, you could participate a little bit without, you know, interfering, but it's fun to watch. It's probably one of the better places to watch it. say, uh, Vegas is up there for people watching as well. Oh, it's great. That's great. It's a fantastic oh, spot. Yeah. Uh, as somebody who rides a motorcycle bike week in Daytona is absolutely fantastic for people uh, watching. Bike, or, bike in Myrtle, uh, Myrtle beach too. Oh man. It's and mike going to experience in Myrtle beach as well. So, uh, I mean, it's it's fun to watch, and honestly, it's even better when you do it with friends. So if you're a group of buddies, sit down at a bench somewhere, have a cocktail, and just take it all in because you'll definitely see something you've never seen before.
0: Can I tell you two of the things, Mike, that annoy me with, with what people do? And it, the first one is always a, the dads that are trying to be too cool and doesn't look like they're having a good time and they won't buy in. And it never fails. They are always, when you see that dad, it's like, I didn't want to go to Disney. I don't like Mickey Mouse. And I'm like, well, I don't like you. Um, (laughs) It's the dads who wear the, I paid for this or most expensive day ever. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ew. Stop it. Okay? Take your negativity out of here. Okay? (laughs) I just want to put some Mickey ears on them and make them smile. Like, enjoy the day. You're in the happiest place on earth. All right. yeah. Money doesn't count. Money's not in, real at Walt Disney World.
2: You're in a place where a lot of people would love to be at any particular date and time so consider yourself lucky because not everybody gets that opportunity yeah. and it's a, it can be few and far between for some people so you gotta you know enjoy that moment and really take it in. I tell you the one place that I would really love to people watch if I could but it would be burning. See I've done a couple like you have done the Halloween parties the Mickey's the yeah. boot to you. I think it would be awesome to be able to go to a Halloween party and just be a fly on the wall and watch all the different costumes that are there because they have some amazing creativity when people come in with costumes. You know, the adults don't get... Uh, you and general, you were you, you the first person I thought of. Uh, you know, you, the adults don't get to dress up as much as the kids do. I mean, we've all been through Magic Kingdom. We've seen the kids running around, especially the little girls in their princess dresses, and it's great, but the adults don't get to dress up as much. You get a little bit of theming here and there, like you were saying, with the shirts and some of the creativity with the hats, but when you get a chance to actually go all out and get dressed up for a Halloween uh, costume, um, I've seen some really, really 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 cool stuff uh, around Magic Kingdom now I've had to you know obviously I'm there for a party myself so I'm trying to enjoy it myself and not just spend my time people watching but if I could be there for one night only just by myself and sit on a bench and watch all the people come in, in their costumes and go in their costumes they got some really cool stuff I mean it's it's definitely an experience so if you're ever there on Halloween def- or for a Halloween party now the Booty you is back Make sure you take the time and really, and thank and say to the, to the people, "Hey, you, you had a really cool costume. You did a really good job because you know they put a lot of time and effort into that." And I'm sure they enjoy that compliment when you put that time of effort into something that you uh, enjoy doing.
0: Uh, yeah, that's a staple for us. We go all out with our our costumes every year, and I love seeing the other costumes. I've actually had people come up and want to take pictures, which you're not supposed to do, um, but I do it whenever the kids want to do it. It's fine. Um, the The second thing that annoys me really quickly before we move on. And these people don't really annoy me as much. I think it, I find it a little funnier. Is You go from the grumpy dad saying, I pay for it. I don't want to go Disney. I just want to sit in my house and watch TV. Uh, to the guy who's so over the top that he is pretending in his group to be the Disney know-it-all. And all the advice he gives is completely wrong, <laughs> and and I'm walking behind him, and I just want to chime in at one point and be like, "I'm sorry, family. I I just don't want him to point you in the wrong direction. Okay, this is not good.
2: You see, Peter Pan flies from the castle at night. Yeah,
0: yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a uh, this. Is, we're gonna walk into the Magic Kingdom. You see, Spaceship Earth. Uh, it's really nice. Uh, it's like, oh, <laughs> oh okay. Then Katie will kick hey, me. Yo, She'll guys.
1: Shh, Disney World was built in nineteen seventy-one. Epcot was built in nineteen eighty-two. Uh, you know, Hollywood Studios, you know, they refer to Magic Kingdom as Disney World. Yeah. That's like my biggest pick. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can't yeah. stand we're,
0: it. Where we're Disney World? Where are you at? Um Yeah. My favorite that I got last trip was somebody that went I heard him in in front of me in Splash Mountain going <laughs> He went, Yeah, we, we got Park Hopper and uh uh this four park Park Hopper, so we're gonna go uh, tomorrow, we're going to start at Animal Kingdom, and then we're going to head over to Universal. And uh, I'm like, Universal? Like, this guy's eight miles away. Like, these guys lost it. He's got the I-4 Park Hopper. <laughs> what is that? The I-4 <laughs> Corridor Boys? Is that what we, that was That's Joe's recommendation. Man. We were going to rename the show the I-4 Corridor I Boys. I love the I-4 Corridor Boys.
1: <laughs> I, I
0: like it, buddy. It's stuck. You still haven't forgotten about <laughs> it, man. It was so god-awful. Hey, can you just say, say just say what they just did real, real
1: quick? Dude, let me tell you something. I 100% agree with the two of you guys. The most expensive day ever shirt, sure. it's like played out. Please stop buying it. Please stop wearing it in the parks. It's not We've funny. We all pay. We're all paying the um, same price. We're all paying the same thing. Yeah. It's like we know it's expensive. It's you know, it's like saying I don't like taxes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, walking
0: around. <laughs> exactly. April fifteenth is a terrible day. We don't yeah. understand.
1: We know that. we do it too. Yeah. Uh,
0: Joe, take us our next one.
1: All right. So our next one would be uh, exploring details on Main Street, and this is something that we talk about a lot of times. We're slowing down when you're in the parks, right? It's fun to run from attraction to attraction, looking at your Genie Plus. Where am I going to next? But when you're on Main Street USA, there's so much history that's on those with those windows on top of Main Street. Uh, All the Imagineers, uh, the the, the retired, was it the, um, forgive me, Justin, I don't know. When you get your name retired up there, it's, um, you know what I'm saying? So, like, there's a lot of, like, people up there taking the detail that the Disney Imagineers put in back in 71 when they built this place and how, like, cool it is. Notice the different types of flags that are on top of Main Street. You know, that's why they're not illuminated at night because they're not technically flags or banners because they're all a little bit different than a, the, a true American flag. Uh, you know, just take it in. You know, even a little bit of shops, like the, even on the... Uh, for example, the uh, some of the, the the alleyways they have like some of those uh, kiosks or the uh, the stands where you can get like your silhouette drawn. There's a lot of little shops that like people. You know, people are so focused in the Emporium. Look at the other side of Main Street too. There's you know the the jewelry shop there, the watch shop. A lot of cool things in Main Street that you could take in. Just slow down a little bit, unlike by talking right now, and take it all in because you'll see some detail uh, that you probably wouldn't see uh, in the past. You know, and it's it's there for you to enjoy and take in. It's not a Six Flags where to just throw a facade up. They really put a lot of thought and effort into it, and uh, it should be appreciated for what it is. Yeah,
0: I mean, talking about the names, uh, you know, it's people who have had a very influential part on the Walt Disney Company and the parks in general, and uh, have played a played a massive role. And I mean, there's I don't think there's many other things that are a bigger you know, um, thank you to them than having your name put on those, those windows on main street. There's a great book called windows on main street that you can buy. I have it here. And, uh, it's, it's really cool to take it to the park if you have a day and you can kind of go from window to window and it explains, and it does both the magic kingdom and Disneyland. And, um, you can kind of read the story of why they're up there, you know, everywhere from, Ub Iwerks to Walt Disney to Roy Disney, you know, working your way down. And these people have their names up there and, and you know, a lot of times, you know, they'll their position or the company they own uh under their name has a lot to do with the role they played in the Walt Disney company, which is super neat. Look, I've always said this, and I think a lot of people, you know, I'm I'm gonna say eighty five percent of people don't realize it or just don't care enough. You know, it's just they see Walt Disney World as more of a theme park, um, more as just rides and food. And not the story that it is, but the parks, especially Magic Kingdom, was you know, it's it's built around the story and you you are part of the story. You're walking into the story whenever you come in, and that's why you have the posters on the wall as you come, you know, through the through the archway and, and you see what you're gonna be doing, like you're entering a movie, and then you're part of the movie. You know, as you move throughout time and you take the left and, and you go into adventureland and then you go, you know. Tomorrowland and, 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 you know, Liberty Square, and then coming up through Fantasyland ending in, in, in Tomorrowland, you know, you're a part of the story. And if you'll take the time to really look around at the details, I mean, everything from one of my favorites is, you know, Liberty Square, like looking at the, why is the ground that color? Ask yourself, because that's a great story about looking back into, you know, that the colonial time that, you know, here's a great one for you kids. I mentioned on the show before, but the reason it's brown is it represents poop, because uh, people would throw poop out their windows and and it would roll down the roll down the street. So little things like that that the Imagineers did not have to add in that tell the story of the time frame and of the of the place you're standing. So, look uh, for me, this is the probably the best one on our entire list because I really do think if you would take the time to take in the little things then the bigger story and, and the bigger attractions become even more fun because then you can actually be that guy that says, Hey, did you know this about this? And you don't sound like the guy that's, uh, going over to universal with this park hopper, you know, later in the day, Mike, you, you, uh, you, you, you do this, you know, you take your time and look around when you're there.
2: Yeah, I try to uh, point some of those things out, and Laura just kind of laughs at me, like just. let go to the rights. rights. Yeah, she's just like, you know, you're boring me. Let's go to the rights, but I want to go on splash. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I try and I try and take it in, and uh, usually uh, when you have. Uh, you see, when I when you have a wife and, and a daughter, and I have two daughters, they tend to use the bathroom a lot, and they tend to use the bathroom every few minutes. So uh, as, as a guy, I don't use the bathroom as frequently as they do. So whenever they're using the bathroom, I'll try and spend that little time walking up and down Magic, you know, up and down Main Street or around that area where I'm at and look at those little details because, uh, you know, that's that's my little bit of just getting away for a minute or two. So uh, I'll, I'll take that time because I know if I'm pointing out those other little details around Laura and the kids, they just kind of look at me like, oh, no already so so
0: i i enjoy it i like it but my wife thinks otherwise look up look down look all around there's story everywhere to be found see that whoa i should put that on a shirt at the Magic Kingdom. Um, perfect. We're moving on to the next one. Uh, Mike, what's our next one, bud?
2: Well, con- talking about staying in the looking around thing and paying attention to details, one of the things that I did, and I have the book for it because they actually have a book for this as well too, and it's a game that I played with the kids when they were younger, especially I would say when Sarah was probably about 9 or 10 and Sammy was you know uh, around, her, around the 5 or 6 year age, they really enjoyed looking for hidden Mickeys. And that was one of those things where if you had the book, you could find out how hard some of them were and how detailed they were and some of the ones in the book, they would say it was a hidden Mickey, but it wasn't didn't really look, it was just kind of three circles. So I think they kind of stretched it a little bit. But there are definitely some obvious ones all over the, the parks and all over the resorts. I mean, you name it, you go through the books and you can find out where they have these hidden Mickeys. And another one till I'm not sure if you know, there's hidden Pascals over by the where the uh where the tango bathrooms are. So it's kind of really cool to find out those things because that's one of those things that if you want to interact and have a good time with your kid, almost playing a game, just to add to the to the trip a little bit when you're on vacation, I really enjoy doing that. My kids remember doing that. They still point them out every once in a while. And even when we're around here, they'll even say, hey, look at Hidden Mickey. Obviously, it wasn't put there by an Imagineer, but it just kind of represents the, those three little circles, and uh, they they enjoy that. We did that We did that quite a bit when the vacations were busy, and um, they would also skim through the book when we were waiting on a line for a ride. So this way, when they knew, when they hey, we're going to get off this ride, we can look for this here and look for that there, and that wouldn't be time-consuming ride-wise, uh, time-consuming li- uh, line-wise, but it was one of those things that they could kind of take part in.
0: Before I turn, I love Hidden Mickeys. I mean, it's one thing I need to do a little better job of. There's so many of them. Um, I need to get that book, Mike. I, I don't have that book. Yeah, my, put, uh,
2: Amazon's inventory. got it. What's cool about it is when you find them, you can check them off. Oh, and, that's um, neat. Yeah. Yeah, and and certain ones, according to the book that I have, I got to look. I have, I mean, with all the, the boxing up I did, I know I have it somewhere. And some of them are worth more points than others because some of them are really obvious and some of them are really hard to find. So they give you a little bit of a, of a point scale in the book. So if you find a really hard one, it's maybe worth 10 points. So it's kind of cool because if you wanted to do it with, hey, if you wanted to play it with Riley and uh, if she had a friend there or if you wanted to do it with Katie and 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 riley and you know make a game a family game out of it you could use a score sheet and you could uh see who actually does better at it
0: nice man i love it um really quickly for i for i joe i'm going to bring you in on the next one because i think you're the you're the you are the man for this next one um one thing i miss is in something that i love doing and i hope something like this comes back soon is sorcerers the magic kingdom you know for me collecting Sorcerer's magic kingdom cards i just found all my cards when I was getting ready to go on my cruise because I was going through our Disney bag and you know they're all right there and I've got specialty cards from Mickey's Very Merry and Mickey's Not So Scary and all that kind of stuff. That's such a this, that was such a great thing to do. I mean, you got Phineas and Ferb over in Epcot, um, you've got the um, the Wilderness Explorer at Animal Kingdom. I mean, lots of fun stuff like that that I think Disney can implement. And now, especially with the app being, you know, everyone now has the app because it's not like it used to be to where you could. Go get paid for Fast Passes or something like that. Everyone has to have the app whenever you go to Walt Disney World. And now you could implement stuff like that through the app that would really allow families to play games and, and enjoy the parks in a different way that you know doesn't require them standing in a line, which I think is, is really big. So I wish they would bring something like that back, something I miss a lot. But it is a great keepsake to have those carts. But moving in another direction, let's leave the parks and let's get on our bus, our monorail, our boat, and uh, or for me, a lift or in my car. And let's head back to our resorts, because, Joe, I think one of the things people do not do enough is to explore the lobbies and the grounds of the Disney resorts.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's one of my favorite things to do is I'm a resort guy. You know that I think the Disney resorts, unlike any other place in the world, just are themed so well, even though sometimes we may be questioned like the theming lately, they're still done really well. Um, And they're unique. I mean, they're not just like staying at your typical Hilton or Marriott or Hyatt or whatever, you know, hotel chain that you like to stay at. I mean, each Disney resort is really special. It's got its own history. Uh, behind it. And to walk around and explore these things, there's certain times, you know, it doesn't cost anything. There's no time to wait in line. Maybe you have to wait in line for a monorail or a bus, you know, but that's that's okay. It, it happens. But, um, you know, a lot of these, we always suggest certain times of the years exploring different resorts and stuff. Like, for example, over Christmas time, you get your gingerbread house at the Grand and You've got the massive tree at, uh, you know, Wilderness Lodge. Uh, there's different resorts are known for different things, but even during the regular times of the year, each resort has something special to offer. So for example, the first thing that stuck out in my mind recently is I just did dinner at the California grill at the contemporary. Well, everybody thinks the lobby, of the contemporary is the grand Canyon concourse. That's really technically not true. The lobby is on the first floor. Okay. And they've just recently renovated the first floor. Most people, if they don't really stop and look around, like Justin says, you know, you're kind of missing a lot of things. Well, one of the the items they just kind of redid was is the yeah. photographs are absolutely phenomenal yes, I saw that one. are on the walls yeah. inside the lobby. Now, I mean, just take five minutes and look at these photos. They're beautiful and they're all realistic photos of the contemporary being built of the magic kingdom being built under construction. You see the, you see the steel. These are these, some of these photos, they're not even, you can't even find them online. So take the time to explore, like even just the artwork that's up on the wall. If you go to like Wilderness Lodge, for an example, the the woodworking and the creativity that's in there, you know, based off of like you know the National Park Service lodges, like mean it's it's unbelievable. Like Wilderness Lodge to me is a giant Lincoln Lodge yeah. set. It's it's
2: it's, <laughs> it's gorgeous, yeah. and,
1: and and when you you know the, it, there's got there's balconies in the main lobby where you can kind of find a corner and just kind of sit to the side and just have some you know private time. I mean, it's absolutely amazing where you can just get away for a few minutes. Uh, you know, for an example, one of the newer resorts is you know I don't I'm not an expert on this resort, but I have walked through it is at Riviera, the tangled mural. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. Not really in the lobby per se, but it's on the grounds. Take it, take your moment and just look at these things and take them all in. It took a lot of time and effort, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, to, to make these, you know, at my, my home way from home is Saratoga Springs. It's, Kind of cheesy, but I love it. It's they have pictures of all of the horses that are featured in Disney films that are in the lobby because it's based off of Saratoga Springs, New York, and horse racing is a big part of that. And just that little bit of detail, it's just really cool how they incorporate that into the lobbies of the hotels. I mean, you know, there's some other places like Old Key West where you could just, kind of just take in the the lobby per se, which is kind of like essentially the main building and sit out back, have a drink, enjoy the water, enjoy the golf course and stuff. But besides that, the lobbies have definitely a detail that I just barely scratched the surface on. And it's something that, that doesn't take anything that doesn't take anything to wait in line. It's not going to cost you $15 for a genie Plus. And it's, you might learn something and be like, wow, that's really cool. And just maybe appreciate the resort more, uh, for what it is because it's, uh, that much details got into it. So something that, that pokes, uh, tugs at the, at the strings of my heart and, uh, I'm glad I just got to share a little bit of it because it makes me happy to talk about it. Once
0: I saw it, I'm like, boom! This is Joe all the way. I'm gonna uh, chime with two things. One, going back to contemporary, uh, Steakhouse 71, playing off of Steakhouse 55 that was at the Disneyland Hotel, um, which I believe is closed now and is is not open right now. Um, you know, Steakhouse 71. When you walk in, you don't even need a reservation, guys, because they have, one that's one of the most underrated bars. On property. It's massive, great TVs. You want to go watch sports? People always ask me, what's a great place to go watch a game? That's a great place to go watch a game. TVs lining the bar, uh, really, really nice. But when you walk in, first walk in the restaurant, some of the photos of Roy, you know, walking the grounds at the Magic Kingdom prior to it being built. I mean, the family and really unbelievable stuff. I mean, really, really good. And if you went to Steakhouse 55 in Disneyland, it was Walt building Disneyland. And I love that they took that and they brought it to Walt Disney World and and, and to the contemporary with that. Two, one of my favorite resorts um is, is Mike's homeway from home. And that's Animal Kingdom Lodge, because I love walking through and seeing the artwork and the um sculptures and you know stuff that's authentic from different tribes in Africa. And below it, it has a description on what tribe it comes from and when it was collected and you know, donated, and, and it's the story behind it and how it's used by the tribe. Really, really neat stuff. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that people go to museums to see. And now you get to walk outside of your hotel room. And as you walk to the lobby, you get to pass this stuff. And I think a lot of people take that for granted whenever they're there. You know, like you said, I mean, every single resort has something that tells a story. I mean, some of the best ones, guys, are the value resorts. Holy moly. I mean, larger than life storytelling at the value resorts. And Disney does that better than anywhere in the world. Um, They, you know, there's that, that when, when you're, when you're under that umbrella, you're under that, you know, you're, you're, you're in the bubble. Disney knows how to, even in those places that are not the theme parks to keep you happy and to keep the story going. So Really, really, I really do say next time you're at Disney, please take some time. Go, go, go explore some resorts, resort hop a little bit, go have some fun. I think you'll learn a lot about the story itself. Um, Mike, something you and I did back pre-COVID.
2: Yeah, we um we I had a great time. It was one of my greatest experiences being in Disney. Uh, we had, first of all, we had a great time and great company. But we rented a boat and we went on a Bay Lake Tower. We did a fireworks cruise, and um obviously no wait, no lines. You just kind of make your reservation ahead of time, and it's waiting there for you. It's all catered to whatever you wanted to have put on the boat, whatever uh, little things. You've also done some of the uh, you did the the, uh, the little jet boats right
0: with with uh, with Riley one time in Bay <laughs> Lake. Yeah, I've done so with I mean, Riley sure. and with Katie. And yeah, uh, I, yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember. that We story. had quite the experience, Joe. Have I ever told you this story about Katie? <laughs> no. All right. So hmm, I'm trying to think if we had Riley yet. I don't think we did. I think we were probably in our 20s. We went over the Grand Floridian. We had dinner that night at Citrico's, which you gotta realize in our 20s, like we we weren't DVC yet. I think we were saying like All Star Sports or music or something like that. And I said, let's go rent one of those. What are they called? The little speedboats. Mouse yeah, there we go. So we rent we rent a mouse racer. She is in a I mean, we're dressed up. She's in like a black dress, you know, um, you know, we're we're a dating couple going to dinner, younger in our twenties. I went around too quickly with the mouse racer and one of the, you know, like security boats that's out there patrolling had gone by and I hit the wake and water just dumped into her lap. I mean, dumped <laughs> into her lap. And I thought, oh my gosh, she's soaked. And now we got to go to Citrico's for dinner. So long story short, we sat by the the, the high class people we are. We sat by the um, pool for about an hour at the Grand Floridian, the flagship resort of, of Walt Disney World. And I hung her underwear um, from one of the umbrellas to dry. Um, so that way she would be comfortable as we said at Citrico. So yeah, it was quite the experience. Riley and I had a great time whenever we did. No, 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 you know, getting anybody soaked on that one. So yeah, (laughs) Mike, that was such a good evening, renting a boat, going out for fireworks. You know, we had the cheese and fruit tray. We had stuff for the kids. Um, you know, we, we had a bottle of wine. Mike and I are, are, are sipping on. It was just a fantastic evening. I really do recommend people to do that. Joe, any other things like add-ons like that you can think of off top of your head?
1: I know you've done quite a bit. I mean, like the the, the boat rentals is great. You know, they, obviously not the mouse racers, but it's one of those things where you could rent the pontoon boats is always a, a fun add-on. Uh, if you could, I don't know if they're actually doing that right now, but that would also be a a fun experience as well um, for like an add-on for an evening. Yeah, um, <clears> hundred percent. <throat> well,
0: that did it for our main list, but our good buddy Dave. He could not be here tonight. He is working. He is on tour right now. But he said, I won't be there. But he had a couple that he wanted to throw in on top of our list. And his first one was Tom Sawyer Island. This is something I had not done in 15 years. I did it right pre-COVID. Took Riley over. And man, we had a great time. We stayed about an hour over there. Really took it in. I know there can be a wait for Tom Sawyer Island, but there never is. No one ever wants to, to go do that. When was the last time you guys stepped foot on Tom Sawyer Island? Mike? Never. Never, really? Never. Never. Oh, buddy, it's such a great story over there. You've got to do
1: it. Go explore. Joe? 2016. <laughs> I remember exactly. I was there with my buddy Justin. Uh, that was I That's the first there. and only time I've been there. That <laughs> no, was the other Justin. Tampa Justin. Is. You're Charleston, oh, Justin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm surprised. It's a great tradition, but it's a lot of uh, land that could be used for something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, dude, I mean, like for
0: kids, like exploring the caves...
1: It is cool. I mean, it is cool. I mean, even as adults, I enjoyed exploring the caves and the fort and all that and kind of stuff. They couldn't put an so, attraction I, over there unless they
0: dug I, under the under the the water and like. did... Yeah,
1: that's true. Because you got the, the ferry boat that goes around right. it. But I did enjoy walking on the barrels over that's by on a mansion. Aunt Polly's? No, no, yeah, it was Aunt Polly's. Yeah, that's yeah, never yeah, yeah, over yeah. There. yeah. Yep. Good deal, man. So that's yeah, it was fun.
0: Um, Tom Sire Island's a great one. I think people should go explore. You know, go run around. Here's a great thing: if you have like a kid my age, you know, she's nine. I can go over. I can get a Dole Whip. I can go over, or you know, whatever. Sit down at a picnic table, and she can go explore the island. Guess what? She's on an island. She's not leaving anywhere, okay? I'll find her. She'll be fine. Um, I'm going to skip the his second one because I want to come back to it last. Gorilla Falls and the Maharanja I can never say it. Maharanda. Say it. Maharaja. You got it. Jungle Trek. Um Man, this is, you talk about the great experience about Animal Kingdom. We haven't really spoken much about AK today. Uh, RIP, by the way, um, the great Kite Tales uh, going away. Just wanted to throw that out there. If you've not seen Kite Tales, you know, either get to the park soon or you know, do a YouTube video. One of the greatest nighttime spectaculars in the history of Walt Disney World. <laughs> um, the, the Gorilla Falls and, and the Trek is something we do almost every time at Animal Kingdom because Riley likes to do... Wilderness Explorer, and you have to do them to get the, the the patches, the badges for that. When was the last time you guys did the treks? We do them every trip. Do you good? Okay, good. Yeah.
1: You know, a lot of times, Justin, uh, Jen, and I will do it where you can only do the e-ticket attractions so many times. So if mm. we're in the park and we're like, well, we don't want to go back to the hotel yet, we'll slow down and we'll like veer off and do these things. Like, and you'll be surprised, like the, the Gorilla the um, Gorilla Falls. Like, we sat there and watched it. It was cool. Yeah. We sat and watched it for quite a while. We're like, wow, slow down for a minute. Like, look at some of the exhibits, the the descriptions of them. Like, take it in because uh, you're usually going from A to B and C, and you kind of miss all these little things. And that's what makes Animal Kingdom special.
0: I love it. Absolutely love it. I saved this one for last, and, and I'm glad Dave said it because I think it's extremely important to remember where this all comes from. And it comes from One Man's Dream. And I am talking about Walt Disney's One Man's Dream um, at Hollywood Studios. Once again, I hope this is something that stays forever, but I get a little worried when I walk in and there's hardly anyone in there. To be able to walk in and see the history of, you know, not only the Disney company, but of Walt Disney himself, and to start at his birth and and work all the way through to where we are now, and not only where we are now, but where we're going in the future, which typically we have, um, you know, models of things coming to Walt Disney World or coming to Disneyland or the Disney parks. I, I think this is a very, very important. Um, place and it, it serves its you know its purpose in Hollywood studios. I think that families should take their kids in there and let them learn why we have what we have when it comes to Walt Disney World, the Disney Company, Disney Animation, Disney movies. You know the characters that we that we love and have loved our entire lives. I really do think this is a a great way to not wait in a line. But to walk through a museum that you cannot see anywhere else in the world, and it's included with your admission. Even if you give it fifteen or twenty minutes, see his desk that he sat at and put his initials in. You know, see how he came up with the multiplane camera that changed animation forever. You know, it, it completely, completely changed animation. Um, you know, see the models of how he wanted to build Disneyland. See, you know, it's, there's there's so many important aspects that are in that one place and we're very lucky to have it in Walt Disney World and not over in in California Disneyland. So please 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 take the time, take 15 20 minutes and really just take it in. I think you'll learn something, you know, you can take something out of there and and you know teach your little ones or even yourself about not only the man but also about, you know, the 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 magic he's he's left all of us with these parks and movies and and everything else. So um I'll ask one more time. And don't don't feel bad if you haven't done it. When was the last time you did One Man's Dream, Mike? Haven't done it. You've never done it? Really? Yep. Wow, I feel like that's something you would really enjoy. I probably would, but it's
2: just one of those things where you're in the park with the kids and you're just trying to go do things that they want to do to make it their vacation. I think if I was there on a solo time, I would probably do it
0: myself. Yeah, I think next time, like July, we're going to walk through together.
2: Absolutely. 100%. 100% yeah. It's not that I don't want to do it And it's not that I don't understand And appreciate how cool it is With the stuff that's in there But uh, I'm trying to remember that. Maybe I actually did it No I didn't I'm trying to think If I wound up doing it myself
0: And I didn't Nope I said no judgment But I'm judging a little It's okay nah, it's, it's fine okay. I still love you I mean it's, you know, it's alright Maybe a little less But it's okay uh, Joe how about you?
1: No, I have did it probably about uh, about a year ago. Um, there was like actually a couple of years ago when there was a rumor that it was going yeah. away, so I made it a point for Jen and I to go see it. And I remember taking my um, I had like a digital camera, like a little, I don't know, not a selfie stick, but and actually recorded the movie that's at the end mm-hmm. of the, uh, you know, I don't want to say attraction, but at the end of the exhibit because that movie's amazing. And so if you're not going to do anything else, sit in that, if you want to get out of the heat for a little bit, Go inside one man it's very air conditioned. There is the film at the end all about Walt Disney. And really just sit down and take it in, relax. You'll learn something. It's kind of like something it should be a refresher course for every like Disney mega fan, like just to kind of like re reestablish like why we go to these parks, why we love them. And even so, just think about it. We always refer to it, oh, I'm going to Disney. Yeah. I'm going to Disney. It's Walt Disney World. And it's that because that guy was awesome. And he had a vision to build this monstrosity, like nothing else has ever been created. And these in the young next generation, they really need to know that there is a guy that that this is the reason why. Like, show your kids, this is the reason why. You know, we have Mickey Mouse here in Florida, we get to come and see this, and you know that guy, that big statue in front of the castle, that's the guy. You know, there's a reason why. So it's it should be a refresher for all Mega Disney fans, because you know even us that like are real big. Disney geeks will always learn something new. And I guarantee somebody like even a Dave who lives it every day, he probably learns something new every time he goes in there. That he didn't see the time before. So it's pretty cool. And I think it's going to be one of those attractions that if it ever did go away, people would be upset they didn't do it and they'd be complaining that it's gone. So while it's there, you never know what's going to happen. Go in and take it in because it's definitely it's, it's some pretty cool stuff in there.
0: Yeah, it takes you back. I think that's the one thing, and you kind of nailed it, Joe, is people, whenever they say Walt Disney World, I think a lot of people forget that this was a man. Like this was somebody who, you know, his his imagination and, and ingenuity and really he was such a daredevil when it came to pushing the envelope and doing new things that weren't comfortable. I mean, you know, building things that he didn't have the money for. And you're talking about pushing all your chips in the center of the table again and again and again and again and he didn't get lucky it was just hard work and dedication and passion that made sure he succeeded and look he had failures and you learn about those in there but i think that a lot of people if they would go in there and you see you know they understand that walt disney was somebody but then once you see his his upbringing and his childhood you are able to separate this massive corporation and massive theme parks and resorts and cruise lines and you know all over the world from this single man who you know was able to take a park bench that he sat on and watched his daughters go on the merry-go-round and and want to build a place that you know not only could the kids have a good time but the parents could too and create memories and you're able to separate those two and really appreciate what he did you know, I
2: hope that our uh, DDP family got to learn some things that maybe they can decide to take in on their trip because, you know, sometimes you get there, the parks are crowded and it's not what you expected. You know, you, you have all these expectations to make all these rides and do all these things, but that doesn't always work out. So hopefully, we gave some insight and some things to do. Um, you know, one thing we didn't talk about that you can do that doesn't take any time on waiting online, and that's stopping some pictures in the most magical place on earth. Take those pictures, put them on our Facebook page. You know why? Because we have an amazing DDP Today family. It brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Pixel. Of the week.
0: Picks of the week, picks of the, picks of the, picks of the, week. Of the week, it's time it's for time us, to, for get us to get our, picks, to get our picks, of the picks of the week.
2: Justin, what's your pick of the week?
0: Yeah, this one's uh, this one's a fun one for me. My good, good buddy, Matt Zurich, um, and uh, I want to talk for just a split second um, after you do picks of the week about something that he and a couple other people are, are uh, putting together, so I'll get to that. But first off, he said, back from three days at Disneyland trip. said before, I'll say it again. If you haven't been to Disneyland, make it a priority. Even if you skip going to Walt Disney World, I 100% agree. Look, for those East Coasters that have just gone, Disney World, Disney World, Disney World, Disney World. Disneyland, all right, guys, don't kick me off the show. Disneyland's my favorite park. There's something about walking down Main Street, knowing Walt walked there too. And the attractions are incredible. You get new stuff you don't get in Walt Disney World. It's smaller, like, it's just... It's a special place. It's a really special place. So I completely agree, man. It looks like you had a great time um, checking out Avengers Campus and some of the new stuff going on out there. So awesome, dude. Thanks for sharing, man. Love it.
1: Awesome pick. Uh, Joe, what's your pick of the week? So mine goes to Brittany Dukes, and I uh, want to wish Brittany a happy birthday. She actually reached out to me. We were both in Disney uh, Disney World at the same time this weekend, and I was unable to beat up with her but for a birthday drink. But she posts a uh, birthday for the books, homecoming, pool, and a Disney date night at Topolino's. And it's just pictures of her enjoying uh, a cocktail with her husband, a little date night. Uh, and I think that's great that uh, – I uh, bring it up that she messed with me because she did get a sitter, so she had some uh, uh, some time to go out and have some fun with her husband. I think that's great for parents to they have some time to enjoy Disney World and not always be pushing the strollers and doing the parent thing. So I think that's awesome. So happy birthday to uh, Brittany Dukes, and I hope she had a great night. Very cool. Great pick. Mike, what um, about you, dude? My pick is going
2: to go to someone who's... Uh, actually, I've i I'm, I'm gonna cheat because you know Dave's not here, sure. so we got to do two, right? So one of one of my picks goes to a baby announcement, and that goes to our near and dear friend Aaron White, and he said, "Well, I've been finally part of this uh, this group for years. I'm finally get to say that I'm gonna be a Disney dad come October." And it's got Aaron and his wife, and they have a picture of their soon-to-be newborn uh, standing in front of Magic, you know, Magic Kingdom in front of the castle, and uh, that is definitely one of my pick of the week. And you know, like I said, since uh, since Dave's not here, I'm gonna cheat, and my second pick of the week is gonna go to a Another family that's near and dear to us, another person who's just a new Disney dad, and that's Benjamin Waldeman and I'm going to congratulate the Waldeman family on their brand new birth and I know Rick and Corey have been over there uh, getting some baby snuggles so uh congratulations to the Waldeman family we you guys are fantastic you we, you know uh, Ben you and Lindsay congratulations on the
0: baby you guys are really special to us and uh all the best and congratulations first off Ben and Lindsay, so so happy for you guys man that is I can't wait to get down there see the little one. Absolutely, you're just you're just the best, and I'm so excited for you guys, um, Aaron. Like you and Becca, I mean, I, there I couldn't be happier for two people. Um, I was really, really fortunate to hang out with Aaron my last a couple weeks ago when I was down there. We went to lunch at Blaze, and we were chatting a little bit. And uh, man, I, I just I, I know how like all four of them. You know, they're such good people, and they're gonna be such good parents. And I'm just so happy for you guys. Um, I missed Aaron texting me the new tiki mug. Um, just the other day I had some stuff going on, uh, with some family stuff. And so I was away from my phone at the time. Um, but I, you know, I just, I was chatting with him a little bit about, you know, the uh, being a dad and all that. And it's just, it's awesome, man. I'm so happy for you guys. So, so happy. So what great picks, Mike can't, can't get better than that. That's for sure. Um, with that said, look guys, we appreciate you all. We appreciate the fact that, you know, almost five years ago now, you know, we created this podcast with no idea that we would have this community that, you know, was so close and, and so together that, you know, can come and, and share your moments in your lives with us. It really does mean a lot that, that you open up and, and and let us be a part. We try to be as open with you too, you know, sometimes too open, right? Um And, and we really do appreciate that. So I want to first, I want to thank you all for being the the driving force of this community, um, it's not us. We get together, the four of us, talk on a microphone. Um, you are the you're, you're the ones that that keep this going and keep building it, keep growing, and and really create the the most positive place on the internet. When you talk about our Facebook group, Disney Dad's or I'm sorry, Disney Dads say DDP today uh, podcast family on Facebook. Go over and join that now if you have not done it. I also want to talk a little bit about our other shows. So we've got a bunch of other shows that we do. Um, Split stays, Joe. Absolutely loving split stays. I mean, so much fun, man, to hear you, you know, with different um, guests diving into different resorts around Disney. Really knowing the ins and the outs of these resorts. I mean, I think it helps a lot of people whenever they're looking at a vacation. Maybe they'll branch out and do a different resort just based on your on your uh, your show. So, absolutely loving split stays. Um, we're also DDP today. News with Cat once again, Joe. Um, you were uh, the guest on this last episode. Uh, it dropped lots of fun. Y'all are diving into Disney news, having a blast with that. Um, so definitely if you've not checked out split stays, not checked out DDP today news with cat, make sure to go right now and scroll down through the feed. same feed as DDP today, and you will see it there and you can do it. The last show I want to talk about really quickly is a show that, um, we started a couple years ago. We've brought back now Um, and I am joined by Dan Rossi and Mike jumps on with me from time to time as well. And that is Universal Unleashed, guys, down the park, uh, down the way. Um, this show was is made for my guy who had the Park Hopper that he wanted to do both Magic Kingdom and Universal the same day. So we decided, you know what, we gotta dive into the Universal Realm too. And so Universal Unleashed is back these last two episodes. We've done a lot of Halloween horror night stuff with a couple different maps that have been dropped. And so if you were interested in Universal, the Universal property, Halloween Horror Nights, make sure to go over and check that out. That is there as well. And that gives me a little bit of time to announce, you know, we have our DDP trip coming up here in July. We will be in the next week. I'm out of town this weekend, uh, but the next week we will be going live on our Facebook group for the cruise and going over some, you know, stuff we'll need to do as far as testing and all that kind of stuff so all those details are to come i also will be throwing out the details for the meetup in walt disney world beforehand joe we have golf um do you want to throw that out there how many spots do we have left in the first ddp golf classic
1: yeah so we have uh 16 actually we are actually 17 right now now i don't have to pause this but i have confirmations from either uh uh guys or their wives <laughs> that uh, RSVP for them. So we have 20 spots right now. We did a, a group rate through um, through uh, Walt Disney World Golf and Arnold Palmer Golf Management. So we went through the group uh, uh, membership thing, and it's been great so far dealing with them. We're going to cap it at 20 at most because uh, then it starts getting a little crazy with you know a lot of it's too much going on, right? And I think the tee times are also filled up behind us. So we have the 7 a.m. through the 7:20 something tee times uh, at Lake Buena Vista. We have 17 right now. We have three spots right now that are open. Uh, and just to reiterate, I've been posting updates on not only our Patreon page, but also our regular DDP Today uh, Facebook page. Uh, if you have a annual pass, if you are a DVC member, if you are a DVC golf member, or if you're a Florida resident, those discounts will apply at the course. So you will be eligible for 10 to 20 percent off the uh Uh, The golf rates there Uh, club rentals. If you're interested in playing but do not have clubs, they are $50 for a set. According to the Arnold Palmer golf management, Uh, they are tailor-made clubs. I think they include a a sleeve of balls. I'm not sure if they include shoe rental. So I'm not 100% sure about that, but they do include a set of balls, uh, a sleeve of balls as well. Um, So that is an option for you there as well, or you could do the whole thing where you could just steal some range balls, throw them in your bag, and use them later. So (laughs) if you're that bad of a golfer, but it also just it looks to be a lot of fun. We're going to try to do a captain and crew or a scramble format, whichever you go by, which would be four people tee off and you choose the same shot and go from there. Have a little bit of a tournament, have some fun afterwards. Uh, Maybe give out a few prizes here and there that Justin and I have talked about. uh, You know, giving out to the winning team and maybe something for the worst team. We don't know. So (laughs) we'll have some uh, some small prizes there for everybody. And it looks to be a lot of fun. And the best part, Justin, is that we have a 7 a.m. tea time. It's July. It's going to be hot. We hope to be done by 11:11:30, and at least gives everybody a chance to spend the rest of the day with their families in the parks. It's not a full-day commitment. Uh, so at least the golf will be in the morning. We'll get it out of the way where it's a little cooler. And still have the afternoon to go parks, pool, whatever they want to do. Uh, so it's not just taking up the full day. And everybody and have some time with their family and friends as well. So super excited about it. If you're interested in playing, we have three spots left. Hit me up on Facebook or at DisneyDadJoe at gmail.com. Let me know there. And we'll add you to the list. And when it's capped, we'll let everybody know. But uh, we'll keep you guys posted as well through the show uh, with the golf. We're looking forward to a, a good time. Perfect. Uh, absolutely
0: love it. Thanks for taking the lead on that. That's going to be an absolute blast. Um, so lots of stuff going on that weekend. We also will have on the Sunday, um, the 14th, I believe it is, at 10.30 a.m., we will be doing a kids' mini-golf tournament. Look, the adults can play too, um, so that will be a lot of fun. And then we will have our DDP Today meetup, official meetup for that weekend. It will be at 1 p.m. at the Boardwalk on Sunday. So um, lots of great uh, opportunities to get together, have a blast. Really looking forward to that. Uh, a lot of us will be at H2O Glow Nights on that f- Saturday uh, after Friday. golf. First Friday?
2: Uh, Friday? The Friday's the 9th, isn't it?
0: Yeah, Friday. Friday. Yeah. We'll be there Friday. I'm just kidding. Yeah, so don't listen to me. If there's something different than I messed up here, I'll put it out uh, on the group. Um, we will figure this out. I think you're right, Mike. I think it is Friday.
2: Yeah, I think fr- Friday night is the, H2- is the H2O glow nights that they have available. Saturday morning is the golf, and then we're going to do the mini golf the week after the
0: cruise, Correct. Well, we're gonna do two of them. We're gonna do two. Oh, so perfect. Got gotcha. you. Yep, we're gotcha. gonna do a Sunday at ten thirty, and then we're also see. This is what we do. We plan on the fly, guys. Right, right here in your ears. Um, but get a hold of us if you have any questions. Show it awaywithmetravel.com. dot com. Um, of course, you can reach out to our personal emails. Uh, our first name: uh, Disney Dad Mike, Disney Dad Joe, Disney Dad Justin, Disney Dad Dave at gmail.com, and get a hold of us there. That brings me to really quickly. I'm not gonna put the details out for it yet. If you go check out not this episode, the next episode that'll come out for Universal Unleash. We will be announcing the details for the first ever Universal Unleashed Knights of Fear. And guys, it is going to be a package deal. You'll be staying on Universal property. You will have uh, Universal passes. You also have a Halloween Horror Nights ticket. And you will have a Hallow Scream and a SeaWorld ticket um, to where we will go. And as a group, we will be there experiencing uh, the Knights of Fear there all together, going through these amazing houses, having a blast. So go check out Universal Unleashed. And uh, we will get you more information on that coming real, real soon. Last but not least, if you love the show, slap us five stars. You know all the details. Click below if you want to become a Patreon member, get all that extra content. Um, Of course, you get the video aspect if you do a certain Patreon tier. And also you get access to the DDP Today Patreon Facebook group. I think I have nailed
1: everything. And with that, guys, let's close it up. Joe, start with you. Well, first of all, man. Uh, now that we're getting kind of crunch time on this, we've been talking about this cruise and this these two weekends for a while, but now it's kind of becoming a reality. Like it's we're in crunch time. I, I'm stoked. I cannot wait. Uh, like I said, when I was lucky enough to be asked to be to join this show, I've never been part of a community like this. I am super excited. I can't wait to meet everybody to participate in all these you know meetups and events. And I can't wait. And uh, Patreon standby. You guys are on deck, Mike.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to this, too. I'm, I'm more and more excited as the days come on. Uh, I'm a little nervous because I did ask my daughter's boyfriend to golf with us, and um, he's really, really good, and I'm really, really bad, so I think I might have made a mistake on that. <laughs> but uh, he's coming with us on the trip, so we got an extra room for him. And, uh, yeah, listen, Patreon, you're on deck, and I'm looking forward to tonight as soon.
0: Uh, absolute blast. Patreon, we're going to be talking uh, finances a little bit, talking about Is Disney pushing it too far? We got some details today coming with Guardians of the Galaxy opening on May 27th of a brand new system to where uh, they will be offering some ride times to maybe guests that pay a little bit more. And I'm not talking Lightning Lane. So we're going to jump into that and we're going to chat a little bit about, man, when when is enough enough? When is too much, too much? Or, you know what? We love the product and we're happy with the way it's going. We will get into that on the Patreon side. DDP Today family, we love you. Keep smiling. Keep moving forward. Make someone's day give hugs guys absolutely love you have an amazing week and until next time we will see you real soon have Have a good night. night everybody good night see you guys on behalf of the disney dads we want to say thank you we hope you find a little magic in your life every day spread some disney love and keep moving forward
1: Let them wonder. And that is a wrap.
2: This has been YDF Media Productions.